From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, as well as your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America and various and sundry other duties which I perform. I'm happy to have you here today. It's certainly a very busy Wednesday today. And before we get into all the fun things that are going on, uh, just want to let you know a couple of things. Tonight, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I will be appearing on Heartland Liberty, which is a great talk show based out of Nashville. Uh, they'll be doing a remote with me tonight. Uh, it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 8 p.m. Central. You can catch it live on Rumble. And you can go to our social media or you can just simply go to inblackandright.net. We have it right on the top. There's a link that'll take you right to the show, uh, to the page live. Uh, so you can just simply click on it and boom, there you go. You can catch it uh, tonight. And I'm looking forward to being on uh, with the hosts. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. So pass it on to your friends. Uh, just maybe put a reminder we're going to have fun, and yes, we'll be talking about it uh, tomorrow, uh, having a great time, and do a sort of a review. Uh, also, uh, today we've got a lot going on in the political world, uh, another adventure in podcasting. The day Today is now the day that a lot of people have been waiting for, including the media. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, my governor will be officially announcing his 2024 presidential bid uh, today on Twitter in a discussion uh, with Elon Musk. So that's going to be really interesting to, uh, to see what he and hear what he says. Also yesterday, uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott uh, made his official announcement that he is now in the presidential race. And of course, wouldn't you know, with De, uh, with DeSantis uh, announcing today, did you really think Donald Trump was going to be uh, really quiet about this? No, no, and no. Because even down here in Florida, as I've talked to many of my fellow Floridians, they love DeSantis as governor. He's done some amazing things. But as president, nope. People believe he's not ready. Let Trump have, uh, let him finish out his second term and set it up for DeSantis maybe in 2028. Gives him time to prepare because Trump has got a lot of work to do. And I can assure you there are many in the Republican establishment who would love to try to take out Trump, but, I mean, really? Can we just get a dose of reality here? In poll after poll after poll after poll, 
Trump is pretty much leaving DeSantis in the dust by various amounts, but it's, it's double digits in practically every poll that I have seen. And, in, and it's in key states such as Iowa, New Hampshire, Ohio, Texas, uh, certainly, uh, has had uh, a big lead for Trump. You also have states like South Carolina. Uh, you have Kentucky. You have Tennessee. You've got them everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Every Republicans want Trump. Now, I said back in, during the midterms, back last November, all Trump had to do was announce and He's got the nomination. And given what all of these wackadoodle leftist uh, prosecutors are doing, I mean, many of them, George Soros, bought and paid for slaves. I mean, Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. Uh, you, got this, you got this dingy woman down in Fulton County in Georgia, the Atlanta area, who's going to be unsealing indictments against Trump. Good luck, sister. Because, frankly, uh, I don't think you got what it takes. And, of course, let's not forget Jack Smith, Merrick Garland's latest attack dog uh, special counsel to go after Trump and the whole classified documents mess. And believe you me, that is a mess. And so much intellectual dishonesty among the mainstream media, but, again, even that's not a, uh, that's not really a surprise either. Uh, but yep, that's those are the two big ones in the last about 24 hours. Uh, now, I love Tim Scott. I appreciate uh, Senator Scott. He has a great American success story, uh, and all he grew up and all the uh, difficulties that he grew up with in South Carolina. But there's one thing that could come back and haunt him. Now, story today from just the news um the headline during pandemic tim scott embraced mask and fauci will it impact his run for president now frankly i would say uh yeah because not a lot of people have forgotten about the great lord of all science anthony fauci and and given what we know now about max, uh, the vaccine mandates and masks and all the other crap with the lockdowns. Uh, get a jab, keep your job, or get a job. Uh, it was crap then, and now here's, and, and frankly, I do believe Senator Scott does have a lot to answer for because given what we know now, about how crooked and narcissistic and frankly a real rat bastard uh, Anthony Fauci is and plus all these independent studies uh, the censorship that was done by the NIH the FDA the CDC all these public health uh, officials and agencies withheld key information about the adverse effects with the vaccine, injuries like crazy. 
Pfizer even had the unmitigated gall to try and take their data and hide it for 75 freaking years. But fortunately, a federal judge that actually had some stones said, uh-uh, you don't get to do that. And now we've got great people like Dr. Naomi Wolf who are out there taking this information and going through it with a very fine tooth comb and have produced some amazing, remarkable, and frankly tragic in many cases, revelations about Pfizer, the vaccine, their relationship with all these government agencies, uh, and a lot of it boiled down to money and control. I mean, you've got Randy Weingarten, of the, the head of the biggest teachers union in the country, apparently uh, in a, shall we say, improper relationship uh, with, C with the CDC in that the teachers union were working hand in hand with the CDC in many respects to come up with policy uh, for opening schools. So essentially a teachers union is dictating policy to a public health agency say like, we're not going to we're not going to reopen schools for one-on-one -on -one learning we're going to do it this way and you're going to back us up i mean hello there's a lot of questions you have to answer senator scott you just do now i'm trying to be nice here about this but frankly Yes, I mean, we did. there was a lot we didn't know. And people like Fauci, Do Deborah Burks, and so many others who really did not serve President Trump very well because they essentially were trying to sabotage him and were real jerks about it. Uh, at least uh, Fauci was <coughs> because he was such a narcissistic little narcissistic little putz yeah i mean it just kind of exuded off of him but anyway so yes with all with the six feet just the social distancing rule and all the other stuff and somehow uh senator scott uh got duped into it and also supported the getting the vaccine and now given what we now know that has been revealed about the FDA and Fauci and the Wuhan lab over in China, so on and so forth. Really, uh, Senator Scott, you're gonna have to answer to that because there are a lot of Americans who suffered in so many different ways because of your support for people like Fauci, the vaccine, masks, social distancing, blah, blah, blah. So frankly, yeah, you're going to have to explain that. And I'm sure there's going to be some eager beaver reporter uh, in the mainstream media who's going to ask that question. Why did you support this? Given what you know now, sir. So yeah, so I really don't have a problem with Tim Scott uh, personally, but he really does have to explain why he thought Fauci was all that in a bag of chips. He just does. 
Uh, and, oh my gosh. I mean, like I said, I, I have no malice towards him, but there are some things he's going to have to answer. He really is. So, okay, here we go. So now he's officially in, and, well, good, you know, at least Trump said, good luck, Tim. <laughs> you know? um, but DeSantis today and his announcement that is forthcoming, oh, man, it's like Trump has just, yo, hold up. Now, of course, I, I've gotten into the occasional disagreement. I said, look, here's the truth. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, without Trump, there would be no DeSantis. Period. And frankly, come 2018, when that, and I was watching that race, and it was a close one. It was pretty dang close. Some 34,000 votes separated DeSantis and Andrew Gillum, the Democrat. And wow. Florida dodged a bullet, and I mean a big bullet. We got DeSantis. I mean, I wasn't living in Florida at the time, but we got DeSantis, and he just went to work keeping Florida open for business, keeping kids in school, in-person learning, and he did it before anybody else did. Since 2020, Florida schools have had in-person learning, even at the height of COVID. He put his, uh, DeSantis had put his uh, emphasis on helping seniors because Florida, as many people know, have a very large elderly population. And especially in places like South Florida and the Gulf Coast, the villages, places like that. And so, no, he didn't do what some of these other dingbat governors did, like Whitmer and Cuomo and Wolf in Pennsylvania. Oh, no, no, no. Putting COVID-positive patients in uh, assisted living facilities and retirement homes? Stupid. Absolutely stupid and tragic because thousands upon thousands of seniors died because of it. And yet, people like Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, and Andrew Cuomo in New York, oh, you know, they've got blood on their hands, but of course, you know, eh, you know, and frankly, President Trump did a heck of a lot of favors for the folks in his home state of New York. I mean, a Navy hospital ship reached New York Harbor in record time. The another Navy a medical ship went to Los Angeles to help in California. And yet, what did Trump do to try to help New York? Brought the hospital ship, uh, took the Army Corps of Engineers to take the Javits Center, which is a pretty big building, turned it into a great place for people uh, to recover. They did a lot of renovation to make it safe. But, nope, nope, still going after Trump. It's like, he didn't do enough, he didn't do enough. I mean, stupid. It's just stupid. I, I, ugh, sorry. Let me move on here before this turns into in black and rant. Because I'm really sick of this. 
some other fascinating news. Now, for those of you who seem to think that Joe Biden is like the best thing since sliced bread, uh, he once again has proven why he's not running on all cylinders. Because, <laughs> wow, Biden, during a recent speech, claimed that his son, his late son, Bo Biden, had died in Iraq. And it was the same awkward gaffe that he's done before. No, Bo Biden did not die in Iraq. He died at Walter Reed Medical Center in Maryland after a long battle with brain cancer, and he passed away at the age of 46. And then it got really freaky from there with Hunter and his his now widowed sister-in-law. Mm, don't even want to get into that mess. But yes, this is the same guy who wants to quote-unquote finish the job, as he says in his campaign. What Finish what job? Uh, destroying the American Republic and being Barack Obama's third term? Completely, fundamentally transforming America into a full-blown mess? Eh, no thanks. I'm certainly not into it, and millions of, of other Americans are not into it either. I mean, I even, I did mention uh, a couple days ago, very, uh, very recently, about U.S. Census Bureau data. Not me, not in black and white, not the conservative media, but the U.S. Census Bureau talking about 90 million Americans, 90 million in Joe Biden's economy are struggling to make ends meet according to the census data. So, yeah, okay, whatever. We move on from the sublime to the thoroughly ridiculous. Now, when I say that, <laughs> now, some of you may have heard the story about the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, wanting to honor a group of alphabet people who have a penchant for, uh, you know, caving in, well, actually, who are just mean drag queens who make a very specific point to slam Catholics and the Catholic Church. Now, when this came out, oh, baby, <laughs> the... <laughs> you, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers have become the Bud Light of Major League Baseball because obviously they didn't keep into, take into account of the huge Hispanic population of the Los Angeles area and many of them are Catholic. So Catholic vote blasts Dodgers for caving to anti-Catholic drag queens. This is from Breitbart. I mean, my gosh, this is crazy. Uh, just reading just a little bit of the story. The Los Angeles Dodgers have indeed proven themselves to be the Bud Light of baseball after backing down to the woke and reinviting 
the radical anti-Christian, gay, and transgender group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, to their Pride Night on June 16th. Really? Whatever. And even then, it's not going to really help because... Uh, <laughs> oh, please, people, just, just stop. Just stop it. Because the Catholic community, especially there in a heavy Hispanic population, yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. You know, they they reinvited them. They were going to bring them on for some award night, but now it's like, you know, Pride Night because we're coming close to the month of June and June is Pride Month. Whatever. June for me is just, that's my mother's birthday. And I don't care about the pride. You know, you can have it, whatever, but I take pride in being a nice heterosexual uh, black Christian, okay? So, hey, I take pride. And if these, well, if these freakazoids want to go ahead and give Catholics to give Protestants and all this other wackadoodle stuff, if they just want to smack them, you know, in the face and get up in their grill, fine. But don't be surprised if you get pushback. And then it's like, oh, you're just transphobic and you're homophobic and blah, blah, blah. It's the whining. I don't have enough bread and cheese for that much wine. Holy cow, people. This is just messed up. But, like I said, apparently it would seem that the city of Los Angeles, because the Los Angeles Lakers got into the whole go woke, go broke thing back a few years ago, and it cost the NBA billions of dollars in revenues and advertisement. Uh, and the 2020 NBA Finals had the lowest ratings in years. So, good luck, Los Angeles. Good luck, Dodgers. I mean, the Lakers are eliminated out of the playoffs. And let's see what you guys end up doing. Okay, Dodgers? Okay. Well, here we go again. Another complete example from Gateway Pundit. Now, I put this story on uh, our Truth Social page and our Getter page, and we'll get it to all the other uh, social media that we're on, but just to let you know how totally psycho and maniacal some of the left can be, here's a beautiful story, and it's an update on a previous story that they did. Now, some crazy wackadoodle woman who is a professor at a college in New York City apparently has now been fired after cursing out pro-life students and also threatened the and threatened a New York Post reporter with wait for it a second a machete. Now I'm going, okay, and they got a picture of this. So what was this school going to do? Well, uh, apparently she has been fired. And I'm going, okay, this is crazy. 
Al, and apparently <laughs> this idiotic, maniacal, psychopathic woman has who threatens a newspaper reporter with a large knife, which is essentially what a machete is, is fired from her job, and now apparently she has filed suit against the New York City Police Department. Oh, gag me. Like, somehow it's okay? I mean, what is she going to sue the NYPD for? Hmm? What is, what is she going to sue them for? I mean, I'm sorry, but you tried to somehow stop me from threatening the life of a reporter with a very large knife at his throat? Uh, you see, this is why I keep, I've said it and I'm saying it even more and more often. The left is not just wackadoodle. They're wackadoodle and dangerous. And frankly, for her to try to uh, suppress the free speech of pro-life students at a college, oh yeah, you might be all that and, and a bag of chips to the woke crowd, but to those of us who believe in real free speech, uh, you're just a freaking bully and, well, and many other things that I really don't want to get into here, but lady, you're nuts. I mean, you not only needed to be uh, fired immediately, but you needed a uh, psychological, a psychiatric evaluation or some type of drug test. I don't know. But if you disagree with someone, and, and I've had this, I don't go around pulling large knives on people or pulling a gun or anything else unless they are trying to threaten me and cause me physical harm, I'm like, that's over the top, honey. It's just way over the top. Ugh. Just another example of why the left isn't just wrong, they're dangerous and wrong. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I'd, I'm, if I had the time, I'd go into, you know, all these uh, lefties on Capitol Hill because of the debt ceiling talks and talking about threats of riots and violence on the streets if they don't get what they want my gosh that's just a whole new brand of messed up but <laughs> this one this story just cracked me up in a sense because now we've many of us have heard about sam brinton biden's freakazoid um open gender fluid all that nonsense uh, working at the energy department but got fired when apparently mr brinton and i do say mr because he is a dude uh apparently had a fetish for women's luggage and all this and everything else so anyway uh recently uh mr mr brinton was arrested for being a fugitive from justice and now <laughs> you get, I mean I, I love this I absolutely love this uh, <laughs> <coughs> I, I've got to try to get through this without laughing my head off 
because this is funny to me because I think it's great. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> former Biden nuclear official Sam Brinton, who is believed to have been the first non-binary person to be in a top-level government official, blah, 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 will be placed in a Maryland men's jail while waiting to be sent to Virginia for charges relating to his alleged suitcase theft. <laughs> Brenton, 35, is in a pre-placement hold at the Montgomery County Jail and will be placed with the general population in the men's jail next week a county sheriff's deputy told the New York Post on Tuesday. Oh, this is going to be absolutely fun to see what he does when all of a sudden the dude who looks like a lady or tried to look like a lady and did a horrible job. Let's see what happens when he's incarcerated in a men's jail. Now, I'm, I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm curious to see what happens. D does he get a lot of grief, or does he make uh, some new friends uh, while he's waiting to be packed off to Virginia? I don't know, but the fact that he's being thrown in a men's jail, <laughs> I love it. I, I just absolutely love it. It is so hilarious to me. Because you don't, you can't always get what you want, uh, to quote the Rolling Stones. <laughs> so this is going to be a huge, huge story. And I, and I definitely want to kind of see what happens, if anything. So I'll keep an eye on that one. But I figure with all that's going on, I had to bring a little bit of levity into this mess so my friends i'm gonna call it a day gotta get ready for tonight's appearance on heartland liberty uh check out in blackandright.com uh just right on the home page and you'll see all the information you need and there's a link to watch the show again it's going to be 9 p.m eastern daylight time tonight eight o'clock central so that's going to be a lot of fun and as always you can uh, subscribe to In Black and Right. Uh, just go to your favorite podcast platform, look for us, and follow us and get notifications uh, when new episodes uh, appear. So, my friends, love y'all. Take care. Hope to see some of you guys uh, watching the show tonight on Heartland Liberty. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. God bless. Take care of yourselves. And as always, Patriots come in all colors.